Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup. And you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25, in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination for 2022, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. You're listening to an LA Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. And if you follow those LA Kings, you know that just over a month ago, they acquired Kevin Fiala from the Minnesota Wild and signed him to a long-term deal. You might also know that they selected Otto Celine in the fifth round of the draft a week later. But what you didn't know, what you couldn't know, is that we spoke to Kevin Fiala, and you can hear that conversation right now. And once you've heard that, stick around for my conversation with Tobias Salmelainen as he tells us all about Otto Celine. Hope you enjoy it. Well, you can't spell Fiala without L.A., and so joining us, newest L.A. King, Kevin Fiala. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm great, thank you. How about you? Good, thank you. And also joining us, Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, uh, you stole my pun there. Oh, sorry. I had that first, but (laughs) it's a great one. I'm doing well. All right. Uh, Kevin, I want to start off with uh, an easy one and yet a totally complicated one. I read that both of your parents are from Czechia. Um, Yeah but that you identify, obviously you've played for team Switzerland. Uh, do you identify, is there any, the only reason I ask is that like I was born in Toronto, but grew up in um, America. And so I identify mm-hmm. as Canadian when it suits me and is convenient and American for the rest the other 99% of my life. Um, do you identify on any level as uh, being Czech or is it exclusively Swiss? Um, it's a, that's a good question. Um, I always, told my friends when I was younger I'm I'm Czech you know but uh, as uh, the years go by I feel like I'm I'm Swiss you know so um obviously like you said my parents are from Czech and my my whole history is from Czech Republic but uh, um, I'm born in Switzerland and uh, I'm a Swiss I'm I'm Swiss now we spoke to Pete Weber from the Nashville Predators and mm-hmm. he he claimed that you speak five languages uh, I'm going to assume that Czech is one of them Czech is one of them. It's uh, actually four four languages. Okay. Um, I, yeah, French is not a, not not there anymore. I I lost it. <laughs> I uh, honestly I never had it, but I was uh, it always sounded cool. I, I felt like so that's why French was there. I could I could speak a little bit uh, from. I mean, um, in school we had it for a few like for five six years, so I could communicate, but it wasn't good enough. What are the other four? So I would assume Czech, Swiss, English, and then English fourth? and Swedish. 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 Well. Yeah. So take you to the trade here. Initial thoughts when you heard you were becoming a member of the LA Kings. Um, how did you kind of hear about the deal? What were you doing uh, when you found out? Yeah, my agent uh, called me, obviously, and, uh, and let me know. And uh, 
we made the deal done and uh, I was uh, I couldn't be happier to be honest I mean um LA it's uh such a great place to play and uh, especially now with the with the with the team as well just uh rising you know getting better and better every year and having young prospects and uh, I'm just very excited for the next uh, 7 years how much did you know about the organization um, when you first came here, obviously you talk a little bit about the young players. Um, how kind of deep was your knowledge of the Kings now and, and maybe as an organization as a whole? Uh, to be honest, I, I just I just obviously played against the Kings uh, the last few years here, here and there, but uh, I didn't know very much. So I talked to my agent uh, and uh, he, so he knew uh, the, the, the secret kind of the, the hidden prospects and and whatever that we we um, that I or we NHL players don't really know about, you know, they're they're young and uh, we don't pay much attention to the to that, I think. And uh, so uh, my agent let me know, and I was looking up some some guys on the on the on the internet, and uh, like honestly, it's a very bright future, you know. Uh, so I'm yeah, like I said before, very excited for those seven years and i can't wait to, to get started you played with victor arvidson in nashville have you spoken to any other members of the kings since the trade happened <laughs> well we just i i got some i got some text uh from uh, from some guys uh uh some phone calls but uh that's about it you know i i don't know anybody there uh just victor arvidson obviously i played with him in nashville um but other than that I don't know a lot, uh, a lot of guys personally. I know them as a hockey player, but uh, I'm very excited to get to know them. You played in Sweden um, before coming over to the NHL. Those of us who are in or around the LA Kings organization have noticed that lately the Kings have acquired a great many (coughs) Swedish players. Um, Not a lot of Swiss players in the NHL. Do you feel uh, any more comfortable around Swedes? uh than uh than maybe uh, north americans well it's it's uh nothing against the north americans uh, sure. really but it's always nice to have a european you know especially if it's not from switzerland then sweden because my my wife is from sweden as well so um like i said before i can talk i can talk swedish and i played in before in sweden like you said so it's a little little more home, you know, it just makes me feel more home. And I think there's seven guys in the Kings roster uh, from Sweden. So, uh, yeah, like I said before, nothing against uh, the, the Americans or Canadians, but uh, I think it's always nice to have a little mix. How do you feel about Slovenians? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I never played with a Slovenian <laughs> before, but I just heard great things about him. So, uh uh, just yeah, very excited to to get to know him and uh, and uh, yeah, can't wait to get started. We talked a little bit about your background. Um, obviously, grew up in Switzerland, but looking at your profile, you, you played in Sweden before coming over. You know, for a development reason, kind of. Why did you <laughs> go that route in your development? Why did you play junior hockey in Sweden before um, coming over to North America? Well, uh, I was uh, I was. Uh, very very skinny small guy kind of uh, and uh, so the, the the question was to go right like to go to to the junior hockey league in in Canada or in Sweden and uh, because of that 
Um, I went to Sweden because uh, there's more training and and less games, so more training, you know, more more time. In, in Canada, what I've heard it was more bus driving and more games and stuff like that. So, but uh, so that was my my route to go, kind of. Uh, that's why I chose Sweden. And uh, from Switzerland, it was just Sweden was just more professional, you know, also much better, more competition there, and just wanted to try something something new that is uh, um, yeah a bigger competition for me. I was reading uh, as many interviews as I could, and I found uh, one that stated that last offseason, you made a point of working, wanting to improve your penalty killing, and that you went to <clears throat> Minnesota management and said you wanted to get more time on the penalty kill. As a result of that, you did, um, and the article was complimentary. Is that is that focus on improving your game something that you feel you've always had, or was that a more recent decision to sort of broaden your scope no it was uh it was always there you know i i want i always wanted to be a um like an all-round player but uh i mean when i got drafted it was just the offense in my head you know and and so to be honest i i um I, yeah i just wanted to be offensive score goals and and kind of that's it you know and i learned quickly that uh if I want to play in the in the last minutes and on both sides of the ice, offensive and defensively, I have to be reliable. I have to I have to be great, better defensively than I was there. Um, and uh, that was that was so that was my goal kind of in the last few years. And especially last year, I wanted to make that step and let the let the coaches you know you know that I I'm ready to to make that step uh, to go. To be better defensively and the PK um, helps for sure, I thought. And uh, I think it it worked out great last year. I was also watching a video of you shooting on an empty rink, no ice. I don't know what the surface was, but you said in the video that you liked practicing on an imperfect, uneven surface because ice is so infrequent. It's not perfect, right? As the game goes on, the bridges and everything. Um, was that something you picked up from your dad? Was there a coach that taught you that? Was that something you discovered, like something that you decided on your own? I thought it was a really interesting. I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, my dad played before, so he he helped me uh, throughout the whole my whole life, my whole whole career, you know, with uh, with uh, stuff like that. So I was shooting pucks when I was young on on uh, on like floors like that as well. So. But it's it's called an inline hockey uh, floor. Uh, it's pretty big here in Europe, so it was my idea, kind of to to um, to to go on there. And uh, and it's 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 frustrating because it's not gliding that well, like the ice, obviously. But like you said before, the ice is not perfect everywhere. So uh, it was just a just an idea, just a thought to yeah to get better on that eye on that floor, and then it will be easier on the ice. That must be why I never developed as a goal scorer. I was shooting on smooth ice my entire time. Right? I think that must be it. Um, no, 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 for sure not. I mean, it's uh, the older I get now, I feel like I, I there's plus and minus on both sides. You know, that, like that floor is completely not ice. So if you mm-hmm. shoot it on there, it's a completely different shot. You have to completely different, like uh, the power. You know, it's completely different. But I was. I, I did it especially when I was younger, and now I, 
the last year or two now, I'm more and more on the ice and doing extra on the ice because of, because of this. Talking about goal scoring and, you know, one of the issues that the Kings had last year was on the power play, um, not the, the team's best area. Um, where do you feel that maybe you could help um, in LA Kings power play? Obviously had a, a really good offensive year. Is there a certain spot that you like to, to be in there or maybe an area you think you can help um, put some more goals in on the PP? Yeah, well, that would be a, that would be a big goal for me. Um, yeah, to help the, the team uh, be better at the power play, of course. Uh, I will see what the what the coach says uh, where I should play or where I will play. Um, I think um, I played on the on the on the half wall um, in the last few years. So, but we will see. Um, I mean, wherever wherever he puts me, and it, I will be fine. You know, I've been actually in the last few years. I've been I've been on both flanks. I've been on the in the middle. We've been mixing around. So, we'll see. As a player, Kevin, you don't have any control over uh, where you're drafted or where you're traded to, but you do have control over where you sign and for how long you sign. Did you have an opportunity to talk to Rob Blake and the front office before you signed your extension with the Kings? Yes, we had a, we had a great talk, actually, um, about one day before I signed um, on a Zoom call and uh, just just uh, back and forth, just talked about the uh, um how they want it how i want it kind of and it, it it was just a great fit we both felt like um so that's a, it's very important i think that it, that it works out from both sides and and it did so i'm very happy we heard from uh phil deno when he signed here as a as an unrestricted free agent last summer that he felt like he was not being given opportunities uh in montreal that he felt would show showcase his abilities. And he felt like he got assurances from King's management that he'd be given every opportunity here. So he signed here, had a great season. Um, was there any part of your game or, or any opportunity that you felt maybe you weren't getting an opportunity to get that the Kings have assured you that you would get here? Well, I think that's a tricky question. You know, you don't, you don't, you never want to, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like um, I have to. I have to work hard. I have to be my best to get opportunities as well. You know, I can't just take everything for granted. But uh, of course, uh, um, I want to have more opportunities um, that I got in uh, in the in the wild jersey. But I, I don't want to say that I didn't get an opportunity. Either, you know, so it's kind of a. It's kind of a. I mean, yeah, I phrased I phrased that poorly. I didn't mean to suggest uh, no, 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 anything no, bad no, about no, Minnesota. Not at, all, not, at all. <laughs> not at all. But uh, I feel like uh, I'm I'm in this moment. I'm 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 more like uh, I will see what happens uh, when I get there and camp. I will I will do my best and hopefully I get as many opportunities as I as I get. You had some good offensive years heading into last year, but from a points straight up standpoint, last year obviously was the year for you uh, what mm -hmm. clicked you talked about your defensive game and your penalty killing but what clicked at the other end that that led to that increase in production yeah i think i i, I learned uh throughout the years especially last year like you said it it, it really worked out great with the points and the goals and especially the second half of the season i just i just um i just took with the flow didn't put too much pressure on it enjoyed 
every single minute with the team, you know, um, just, yeah, just enjoy, enjoy to be, um, yeah, be with the team every day, you know, and uh, don't take anything for granted. It maybe sounds stupid, but um, in the start of the year, I put much pressure on myself and, uh, and the goals were, I mean, the goals were high, but it was like, it's, it's a new season, you know, you start from zero, you can't jump from zero to hundred. So, uh, and that's, that's maybe the problem I didn't quite get last year. And uh, in the second half, I was kind of just, just having fun, working hard and, and, and see what happens. So the pressure was, uh, I didn't have much pressure on me, on myself. So that helped. Do you think that a, a contract extension puts any extra pressure on you? Like we all kind of do it to ourselves, right? We all put pressure on ourselves. Like, does that add any mm-hmm. extra pressure or, or are you able to kind of separate the two? No, I, I'm, I'm really trying to separate, you know, obviously now it's summer, so there's really, really not, no pressure. Uh, so I will, but I will try to sure, like I said, now just, just having fun with the guys and, and enjoying, enjoying to be a king, um, and, uh, just take with the flow kind of. I can't think of two markets that are more different than Nashville and Minnesota, um, mm whether it's the weather or the culture of the city or, you know, the fan base, whatever. But how much do you know about LA? Like, have you spent any time out here? Do you, you, you obviously would have played here um, on your two different teams, but do you have a sense of what the fan base is like, of what hockey is like in Southern California? Have you had a chat? Like, have you been to, you know, the Hollywood Bowl or the beach or anything like that in LA yet? Um, the beach, uh, I've been, I've been, I mean, um, I've been quite everywhere. Like, you know, like, like the, the Hollywood part, the, the Manhattan beach, uh, Malibu, what, like, but still nowhere, you know? So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I can, I can tell you guys, honestly, I'm, uh, I couldn't be more happy to play in LA. Uh, like beside hockey now, like living, um, like when I got drafted, my, my old agent was, uh, living in LA. So I spent a, a week there and I didn't want to leave. You know, I didn't want to leave. Uh, me and my wife went to LA last year before the, before the season started, just, just to get a little vacation, like charge up batteries. So we really, LA is the, is the city we want to be. So we're very happy to be there. Do you have a place yet? No, not yet. Okay. Oh, wow. So you got, you've yeah. got some, some yeah, work yeah. to do before you get to <laughs> oh, work. <yeah. laughs> um, real quick, uh, sort of goofy trivia question. You were drafted 11th overall. Is that right? Yeah. In King's history, there are only four players drafted by the Kings 11th overall. And two of them are still in the organization. I'm just curious if you happen to know who those two players are. There's no reason you should. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will guess Anze Kopitar. That is correct. Uh, is it? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and there's still. Um, I I don't know if it's Jonathan Quick. I don't know. It's Gabriel no. Velarde. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, so there sorry. you go. Um, There's a full line oh, right there. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the 11th. Uh, another, uh, yeah. Oh, now, all right. That's a pun for another day. But yeah. uh, you wear number 22. Uh, your birthday is on the 22nd. Is that yeah. coincidence or is that the reason behind number 22? Yeah, that's the reason. I've been always 22 from day one. Um, so my I got a jersey when I was four years old for my grandfather and it was a 22. So it was 22 from day one. Well, there is a, a long history of fan favorites in L.A. wearing number 22, whether it's Trevor Lewis or Ian LaPerriere. Um, so I'm looking forward uh, to Kevin Fiala being another fan favorite uh, wearing number 22. So I was thank you so much. Very, very pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Ke- Kevin, you're um, it seems like it's this kind of a I'm going to say a golden age for Swiss hockey. Right. There's yourself. There's Nico Heshire. Niederreiter, Timo Meyer. Um, do you take pride in, in being a part of that group as, you know, maybe the the top class of players from Switzerland who are playing in this league? Of course, I take proud, proud, pride in it for sure. Uh, it's always, yeah. Um, besides that, I mean, it's always, it's always nice to, to, to play for their own country, you know, and, uh, and like you said, in such a high level. Uh, so, uh, very proud of it, and uh, but still, I feel like I have more to go. And I'm going to jump back a little bit. We talked uh, about Victor Arvidsson earlier. Um, what's your relationship like with with Victor? It seemed like you guys were played together a little bit in Nashville. Um, you know, mm-hmm. How are you guys? You know, on the ice and off the ice. Yeah, we know each other for a long time. We played uh, with each other in the AHL already, and then uh, in Milwaukee, Nashville, and. Uh, the wives are very good friends as well, so so we're we're great friends off and on the ice. So it will be nice to get together again. Big, uh, sorry, <laughs> Zach signed by Victor. I was about to call him Victor, Kevin. Um, before we let you go, uh, since this is uh, really our first opportunity to talk to you, mm-hmm. um, how would you describe yourself to uh, LA Kings hockey fans who are about to start watching you for the first time this season? What kind of hockey player is Kevin Fiala? Um, yeah, I think I'm a I'm a I'm a fast player that is uh, offensive, uh, can can pass the puck, can score goals, and yeah, um, I hope I can show uh, some defense as well. Excellent. Kevin Viala, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Awesome. Thank you so much. You too, guys. Bad calls, dirty slashing. We expect a little bull on the ice. But you know when we can't stand it? When we're tracking packages. Looking up tracking numbers, shipping statuses that never get updated. We call bullship. So we got Route. It's the free app that tracks everything you order online in one place. Route sends us real-time tracking updates, or we can pop into the app to see where our stuff is on an actual map. Download the Route app in the App Store or Google Play or head to route.com to learn more. No bullshit, just great tracking. We're here to continue talking about the players selected by the LA Kings at the 2022 NHL Entry Draft. Speaking to me now, General Manager of IFK Helsinki, Tobias Salmalainen. How are you doing today, Tobias? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. We have a Tobias uh, on the Kings, Tobias Bjornfoot, and he goes by Toby. Do you go by Toby? Is there a, a nickname or a short name for, for Tobias in Finland? Uh, I'd say in the U.S. I was always Toby. Uh, Toby? All right. <laughs> so I, I actually went to high school in the U.S., so uh, I was always called Toby. 
Now, where did you go to high school? Went to Avon Old Farms. So, oh, uh, all right. I actually played with uh, Jonathan Quick. So, oh, he, he was on the same team that. Oh my God, you should. You know more about the Kings than I do. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about uh, Otto Salen. He's a right-shot defenseman taken in the fifth round by the LA Kings. And um, just right off the top, what kind of game does he play? Uh, he plays a fairly good, I'd say, all-around game. Uh, but his hockey IQ by far is his uh, biggest asset that he has. Uh, and also his kind of skating stride, I'd say, his edge work. Uh, but he's very good at uh, with the puck under pressure. We have a, it's an oversimplification, but we have a trend on this or in this organization now where the right, the the right shot defensemen are all sort of can be qualified as puck moving, good skating, maybe not full blown offensive defensemen, but certainly more offensive flair, more puck moving. Whereas on the left side, we have more, you know, Mikey Anderson, Alex Edler, um, I guess there's. Tobias Bjornfoot, there there aren't a lot of left shot defensemen in the system, but it, does Otto Salen fit that mold? Is he more on the side of puck moving and offensive minded than defensive stay at home style? Yes, yes, he is. Uh, so playing in the juniors, he's always been kind of the go to guy for power play and 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 all that. And he actually going into this season, he came in very very well, uh, especially playing with the puck uh, first time against men. So. He kind of caught off us off guard in the beginning of the year. We were very surprised, uh, positive in a positive way, beginning of the year, how well uh, he could handle himself under pressure and and with the puck, and always making the right decision when he was moving the puck. So it was always advancing the game. Um, so I, I'd say that he fits that mold very well. The structure of professional hockey in Finland and in North America is very different. And so I'm looking at Otto's, uh, you know, profile pages on different websites. And it, if a casual fan looked and found, oh, he played six games for I, I, sorry, <clears throat> HIFK, six games, one assist. How does this guy get drafted? Um, but obviously that's not the only games he played. He played for the under 20 team and he's got an extensive career. So when you're trying to evaluate where he belongs in your organization structure, how much weight is given to each level of, uh, of league and play that he is participating in? Uh, well, a lot, a lot, of course. And then, uh, of course, the international games. So the national team games actually give us a very good, like, where the player is at a certain moment. So when they really go into the U18, uh, towards the U18 uh, national team, when a player plays at that level, it gives us a good view on on where he stands at that point, and then when we can kind of see him advancing to play with men. And and he did it the year before uh, when we actually uh, signed him was that he played very well with uh, as an underage with the U18s. He just didn't make the U18 World Championships that year. He was, I think, he was the last defenseman cut that year and and then going into this year last year he was one of our best or I'd say the best defenseman the year before on our U20 team and and now going into last season like I said he came in really with a bang uh, even starting with the even Linka he played very well for team Finland 
during that tournament, and and he picked it up when he started with us. Unfortunately, he had a tough year with injuries, uh, which really uh, set him back a lot. So I think a lot of the scouts this year, they were struggling on where to put him in the draft. Uh, just he started off very hot, and then he was hurt for most of the year. Can you talk about the decision to bring a player like Otto into your organization? Because looking at his profile, he played with Jokerit, uh for a few years and then now is with uh, your organization. How how far back does that scouting happen? How are those uh, connections made? And is it uncommon for a player like him to switch organizations? Uh, a lot of it is when a player moves, uh, let's say he switches organizations, we'll get a player from Espo or Jokert. Jokerit, of course, they only had a KHL team, so it was tough for young players to kind of rise up and move up in that organization. So we were the only team in this region that had a Liga team. Uh, so we've been able to really scout and, and, and kind of recruit in a good way from the players that we have in this region. It starts early. Uh, you start looking at players when they're even before the U16 level, of course, and and the right time for a player to move a lot of times is when when it when they turn from ninth grade to tenth grade. So that's when we go into high school. Uh, we start our high school in tenth grade. Uh, so that's a good time because everything kind of changes, and your school might go from Espo to Helsinki. So it might be a very good switch to play in a team in Helsinki because our juniors they practice three times a week in the mornings. It's part of their schooling. So. A lot of success that players have comes from their on-ice performance, but just as much of it comes from how they handle adversity off the ice and on the ice, I suppose. What kind of person is Otto Salen? Salen. Is it Salen or Salen? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'd say uh, yeah, Otto Salen. Salen, okay. Yeah. Um, what kind of, how does he handle, you know, adversity, obviously changing organizations at a young age, playing against men, as you said, how does he handle challenges that he encounters? Well, I think we'll know even more this season on, on, cause last season was pretty much when I talked to him too, was the first adversity he's ever faced. Uh, so he had three big injuries during the year. Uh, he handled it last year. He handled it well. So he, he did a lot of strength and conditioning. He worked on his, uh, strength and he got a lot stronger. So how he handled it mentally, I think we'll know even more this year. But it, it's a part of every every player's career. You, the way you handle adversity, if you see the positives out of it, especially as a young player, it gives you time to work on something that you might not have the time otherwise. So I think he handled it well from that point of view. Uh, mentally, we'll, we'll know more this year. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, I was told by Krister Kasserainen uh, in the past that uh, sometimes players, once they are drafted, that elevated profile will lead to more playing time as teams look to capitalize on the uh, notoriety that they've gained from being drafted. Does that sound like something that's true? Uh, it is uh, not, not with every team, but when you have 15 teams in the league, uh, there, there are certain teams that we don't have a salary cap. So there's teams that have a smaller budget, uh, but then they have might have more opportunity for young players to give give them playing time. So it's actually a recruiting thing that's been going on in the past two to three years, which makes it tough 
especially for us because we're one of the bigger teams and in, in, in the capital capital of Finland. So we haven't had, or it's been tough for us to really show the young players that we have that opportunity for them and they can actually earn their playing time. We've had great success with with a lot of players, Miro Heiskan and Anton Lundell, the last two that have come up. So it, it's when you get drafted, it, it in our organization, you you play as much as you earn. Uh, again, we're in a competitive sport. We're, if we're playing him too much and he doesn't deserve it, we're, we're not doing him. It'd be a bad favor that we're doing for him. And that would not help the LA Kings either. So <laughs> No. Fourth and fifth round draft picks are, are exist in a funny place because, you know, we have a guy like Mikey Anderson. Uh, who was drafted in the fourth round and I am uh, people listening to this will be rolling their eyes as I bring up once again that I don't like the draft Um, and one of the reasons I don't like it is that it forces a ranking of players that is unrealistic right guys taken for example like Mikey Anderson in the fourth round he's taken in the fourth round because his skill set doesn't track as being rare or or hard to find right even though he's a perfectly serviceable very good hockey player he's considered you know common because his skill set is easily found or taught i suppose Otto Salen winds up in the 5th round do you see a, a path for him to the nhl given where he is right now uh, i do i do uh, i think the next 2 years are going to be key for him and and his development because uh, he went through a tough year with injuries this year so he need he needs a steady year uh, this year and then might need another year. Uh, it all depends on this year. But again, for his skill set that he has, he he was ranked a lot higher beginning of the year. Uh, like I said, he his skill level is very high, and a lot of teams didn't see it this year because uh, because he missed so many games. So they had to really evaluate him on 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 not a lot of information. So it wasn't an easy pick for any team to make because if you watch. On tape, his games from the beginning of the year with our Liga team, he was one of our best defensemen in every game. He played very well. And then after the injuries and later in the year, uh, he was struggling a bit, and a lot of it had to do with with certain illness that he had and then with injuries. So he, he wasn't fit to play in the U18 World Championships. Uh, he wasn't at the level that he can play at. So I think that put a lot of teams off too. Uh, so I'm. I'm Los Angeles made a very good pick with him, especially getting him in the fifth round. How much contact did you have with the Kings prior to the draft? Did you know that it was a possibility that they would select him? Well, I, I'd say probably the same amount of contact I have with every team. Uh, okay. Some teams talk more and some uh, not as much. But I know all the scouts go over. They they talk to the trainers. They talk to equipment managers. They, they try to find all the information they can get on the players. So uh, I, I would assume a lot of different people from our organization have talked to the LA Kings. Should we expect to see Otto in any international tournaments coming up? Uh, I, I would assume yes. So he, he's just recovering from his uh, injury that he had in the UA Team World Championships. So uh, we're just starting uh, next Tuesday on the ice. So I think the first... Uh, I think one of his main goals would be to make the U uh, U twenty uh, World Junior Championships in uh, in December. So 
we're trying to help them get fit for that. Excellent. Tobias, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Jesse.